At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. Swap those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Thursday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, and of course, iHeartRadio. Jason Kahn is here as well, producer number seven. Good you morning, good? Gil. You good? Yes, sir. Fresh off my no hitter. Fresh off your no hitter. I'm kidding. Oh. Everybody's got a no hitter these oh. days, right? All right. Well, sixth one last night from Corey Kluber. I don't even know that they should charge the mound anymore afterwards and, like, go nuts. I think you have to wait for a perfect game now to do that. Now just, like, a, uh, a vigorous high five might suffice. They happen so often. Uh, we'll talk baseball. 2-0 and in baseball yesterday had on the show. Uh, I had the Giants and the Tribe. That got there. Though tennis took a turn after just crushing tennis the first two days of the week. Um, we still don't know the final outcome of our tennis picks. But uh, didn't look good. All the uh, the dogs so far all went, I believe. Well, not all of them, but a couple of them went three sets. They couldn't quite get there, and we lost on Schwartzman. So we'll see. Yeah, that's bad. The, the the other two days this week were filled with green check marks and big dogs. We'll see if uh, Reka Lukayani and Victoria Tomova come through though, because that could salvage the day, and that wouldn't be that big of a deal. Um, so we'll see. Reka Lukayani. Uh, she is. Uh, she split the first two sets with Anna Kalinskaya as a plus two thirty four dog. So we'll see if we get that done. The book has not been written. I do have these. Oh, we don't have them yet for today. But there's the only thing going on today because of all the rain in Europe, and that had all of this stuff delayed. Uh, the only things that we have today are basically two picks and two parlay legs. Parlay legs, all big favorites. Uh, both big favorites, rather. Casper Rude. 
over Dominic Keffer. That's like a minus 600 deal. Again, just a parlay leg. And Paula Badosa, once again, against uh, Rebecca Peterson. That's over $4. Those are just parlay legs. The real picks are Nadia Podoroska against Anna Conja. She's minus 132. And then we're taking a flyer on a big dog, Arthur Rinderknech. Once again, Rinderknech is how you pronounce that, actually. Plus 369 against Yannick Sitter. Uh, but plus 369 is value. So we are going Podoroska and Rindernetch as the two picks today. So we'll see uh, We'll see how we can uh, bounce back from this. And we'll see, by the way, where those last two go today also. So it may not be the worst thing in the world after all. Um, we have one transitioning to basketball. Last night, the Western Conference, 10-9 and 8-7 play-in games. Memphis and San Antonio, what an interesting game. Memphis goes out to a 27-6 lead from the outset, and you're like, okay, this is going to be another boat race like the previous night's 10-9 between the Pacers uh, and the Hornets. But instead, San Antonio comes roaring back. They start out the second half with a 20-3 run. In the end, Memphis 100, San Antonio 96. And you might have gotten the line at 4 or 4.5. Four Again, as I'm saying, you bet this stuff ATS preflop, I'm going to suggest you're doing something wrong. This is all Plinko in the end. Golden State and the Lakers, though, that was the story. So, by the way, San Antonio eliminated, of course. Memphis now gets to, you know, they were waiting for the loser, if you will, of the Warriors-Lakers 8-7 game. And what a ball game this turned out to be. Uh, Lakers win but do not cover. They win on the strength of a LeBron James 30-foot prayer heave. Or as Jason Kahn, Laker Homer, calls it, what a shot. Never a doubt. Um... Steph with 37, his point total was 36 and a half. He was just his ridiculous self. The Warriors were game, led by double digits at the half, that half, but the Lakers turned it around. They really turned up the intensity in the third quarter. Um, good ball game, and Lakers come out victorious. And if you're the Phoenix Suns, I mean, you can make a case for the Warriors. It's the worst possible outcome because you, you, you just spilled your guts on that court and you end up losing a close one as you head into your... Uh, the, what turns out to be the game for the eighth seed, an elimination game hosting Memphis tomorrow night. Remember, Washington hosts Indiana for the eighth seed in the East tonight. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. Golden State, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Memphis tomorrow night. But you could make a case it's the worst outcome for the uh, Warriors because they played such a tough game and, and lost it close. And so uh, you could, uh, I guess, say, well, they're spent for this game against Memphis. Steph Curry begs to differ, by the way. He's like, we'll be full bore. Um, and then if you're the Phoenix Suns, what a tease. Oh, you thought for a second you were going to play the Warriors in a best of seven. Instead, you'll get the Lakers. And uh, points bet, the first place to put out a series price. These are not widely available. Points bet's the only place we see it. And the Lakers are $2 favorites in their series against the Suns, who are plus 180 coming back. Uh, give me the Suns, por favor. Sorry, Jason. Give me the Suns plus 180 all day. That is such a Lakers market curve. Skill Alexander, it's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, and, of course, iHeartRadio. PGA Championship, by the way, uh, right now in the lead, very early on, of course, in the uh, first round. Well, Cameron Tringali is more than halfway through his round. He's three under through ten. Louis Oosthuizen, three under through five. They are your co-leaders. And then a bunch of golfers, one stroke back again in the early going, but including Paul Casey, Ricky Fowler, Zach Johnson, and Bryson DeChambeau. DeChambeau, two under through three. So we'll be tracking that all morning long. Uh, let's talk a little baseball to start the show. We'll, we'll talk uh, NBA 
props. We have a stage of elimination props that are very interesting. Also, exactas in the NBA. We'll get to those. But let's talk some baseball. Uh, first time guest on the show, but uh, he has done an outstanding job. Uh, whatever he's done sports betting-wise, but particularly baseball through the years. You can follow him, and I'm sure you have through the years, on Twitter, at Skating Tripods. It's Adam Burke, everybody. Good morning to you, Adam. Hey, thanks for having me, Gil. Appreciate it. Um, let me just let me just compliment you. You're, you're so prolific through the years. So you had your Bang the Book podcast. Do you still do that, by the way? Uh, no, I do not do that. I do one for ATS radio, but I don't do the bang the book show anymore. Yeah. We're showing the ATS radio, uh, logo here. Uh, that's where you can be found now. Uh, ATS.io as well. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Um, but you did that pod for so many years. And one of the things, the, the way I noticed you was, uh, and I guess you had been doing this for years and I was unaware, but I noticed the last time you did it, that you did these unbelievable baseball season previews on all 30 teams how long they were they were unbelievably dense i thought what i did was dense uh with my manifesto but yours you just took it to another level how long did each of those take for you to compile yeah i would say from start to finish the whole process takes me about six weeks in terms of you know kind of catching up on everything that happened during the off season all the transactions and all those different types of things and then the writing and editing process you know these have been over a hundred thousand words every year that i've done them uh, all 30 teams previewed with season win total picks and then the futures markets as well, not just World Series and pennant, but also some of the player futures stuff, uh, the Cy Young in both leagues, the MVP in both leagues, just trying to cover a wide base of things to not only get all the readers ready for the season, but also to get myself ready mm. for the season. It really helps me organize my thoughts as well. That was totally my uh, one of my motivations as well. It's like, I need to pump myself up. Let me go through this. The only And the only way I know how, uh, in this case with you too, is to do it densely. What are the, what would you say are the metrics? This is a very broad question. But what do you say like when you're handicapping on a daily basis? We'll get to what you're looking at today. But when you're handicapping daily and when you're handicapped for a whole season, what are some of the metrics pitching-wise that you rely on more than others? Well, like you, Gil, I'm, I'm sure that both of us were doing a lot of things with regards to FIP and XFIP over the last few years. But it feels like the market's really caught up with a lot of those things, a lot of the more basic sabermetric stats that are out there. So one of the things that I've done here recently over the last three years is I've taken a look very extensively at a lot of the contact metrics, the stuff that's on StatCast, exit velocity, hard hit rate, barrel rates, uh, looking at pitcher spin rates to see if maybe there's an underlying injury, something like that. So that's kind of where I've tried to go a little bit next level with my handicapping in terms of looking at you know the guys that give up a lot of hard contact. And, and this season with the way that the baseball's carrying, hard contact not as detrimental as it's been in the past, but I'm sort of looking for the guys that, you know, if you look at their contact metrics, they don't really have very good command. They give up a lot of hard hit balls. They give up the doubles. They give up the home runs, which is predominantly the way that teams score nowadays with the lowest batting average ever, strikeouts on the rise every single year. So that's what I look at a lot now is, is looking at the guys that are able to limit hard contact and have success with that, and then also looking to fade the guys that are giving up a lot of violent contact, especially if it's a lineup that can do damage on some of those hard hit balls. So with that as a backdrop, what are so I mean, which of the clubs that have sort of overperformed here based on conventional wisdom before the season? Obviously the Red Sox uh flying out of the gates in the AL East. The Giants uh who seem to who can seem to do no wrong and have seemed to hit a fountain of youth with Crawford and Posey and Longoria just bizarre what's happening. Gaussman throw him into the mix on the pitching side. Which team 
do you find, uh, and you don't have to limit it to those two, but that have done well that you think is sustainable, which do you think are unsustainable, and maybe to the opposite end, which that have floundered early, uh, do you think that this is just a blip in the first quarter of the season, or which do you think is really just, they're just a bad baseball team? Well, you know, I think one of the teams that has overperformed so far is actually the Chicago White Sox. Um, you know, maybe for them, it's kind of fortunate that the baseball has changed and hasn't carried as much because they hit a ton of ground balls. I mean, they have the highest, one of the highest ground ball rates in the league, not just this year, but also going back to last season and probably in 2019 as well. But Chicago is a team that, you know, they, they carry one of the highest batting averages on balls in play in Major League Baseball. And they've done that the last couple of years, really the last three years, yeah. with all of these ground balls. You know, so even though ground ball batting average is down because of shifts, the White Sox seem immune to that for whatever reason. Maybe it's because they've got a lot of right-handed hitters that are pulling it through the left side, something like that. But they're really overachieving a lot, in my opinion, based on their batted ball distribution, based on some of the luck factors that they've had going on this year. So that's a team where I'm looking for some regression from them. Also, probably the Reds, who are making a lot more hard contact this season than they've made in the past. But they're also getting very fortunate with runners in scoring position. And I know both you and I are guys that have read and respected the work of Joe Pita, who wrote Trading Bases. And he talks a lot about that cluster luck concept in terms of teams that do really well with men in scoring position or teams that don't and how that really impacts a season. So the Reds are a team that's done very, very well with runners in scoring position, and they're one of the most extreme outliers in baseball right now in terms of batting average on high-velocity contact. So the Reds and White Sox are two teams I think will come back to the pack a little bit. And as far as an underachiever that I think is in line to get a lot better, the San Diego Padres absolutely topped that list for me. They make a lot of hard contact. They've got a very talented lineup, but they haven't had the same measure of success on their batted balls that other teams have had so San Diego is an offense I am very much looking forward to seeing a bounce back from, and I think it probably happens here sooner rather than later. All of this stuff is what makes baseball handicapping so interesting. The Reds' point about, and you and you bring up Joe Pita, and you're right, I love Joe, uh, the sequencing, right? Again, it's how I would explain it to someone who's sort of new to baseball handicapping. If there are four events, right, if it's a home run, uh, and then three walks, and then three strikeouts, you end up with one run. But if you take the same seven events and rearrange them, and it's walk, 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 homer, three strikeouts, it's four runs. So sequencing both from a pitching and hitting side, uh, I know you know this, Adam, but it, it, it's so interesting how it's just in that respect – uh, some teams will overperform what their expected runs ought to be. Some teams will underperform them chronically overseas. And interesting with the Reds through the first quarter that you notice that. And the White Sox point is particularly fascinating because you said that the thing with their batting average on balls and play with their hitters, I mean, wasn't like a couple of years ago, didn't they have like four guys in the lineup, two or three of which were over 400 BABIP? So with some teams, even though our instinct is to say, oh, it's, it'll regress, Sometimes it just doesn't for a long, long time. It's amazing with that. Yeah, it absolutely is. And that's something that's been part of my maturation process as a baseball handicapper with sabermetrics because there are these signs of regression. And over an infinite period of time, they will happen. But within the sample size of a singular season, it just may not happen. And for the White Sox that year, it really didn't happen. You know, I think it was Tim Anderson and Yohan Moncada who both had yes. you know balloon BABIPs that year. And, you know, I even think back, I, I want to say it was maybe 2015, 2017, something like that. 
where the Texas Rangers, you know, were a first place team. They won 95 games, something like that. They were basically, you know, zero in run differential. They had dramatically overachieved in one run games. And it just people burn their bankrolls fading the Rangers throughout the regular season. Then they got to the playoffs and got swept by Toronto in the first round. So, you know, you kind of wait for these things to happen. You hope that they're going to happen. Sometimes you chase them down, but you know, it's not always going to happen. You know, as you know, we take the information that's out there. We try to make the most educated guess and, and the smartest play that we possibly can. And the thing about baseball, like you said, sequencing really, you know, is, is the deciding factor for a lot of these games. And sometimes it falls your way and sometimes it doesn't. So I do that regression analysis, handicapping, expecting things and outcomes to take place. But of course, as we know, it doesn't always work out as you planned. So, so very true. Talking to Adam Burke, you can follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. Um, let me ask you just then about the Twins specifically at the bottom. Uh, is this going to turn around for them based on all your uh, crunching of the numbers, or are they just bad at baseball? You know, I think the Twins are such an interesting team because, man, they should be a lot better than they are. From a talent standpoint, they should be better than they are. I don't know if they've won a game in extra innings yet, but I know for a while they were over in that department. They've just lost a lot of close games here. And to your point, what you talked about with regards to sequencing and, you know, run the expectation and, you know, all that kind of thing. There is an alternate standings metric over at Fangraphs called base runs. Yes. And when you look at the Twins here, they are minus five in terms of their actual win-loss record compared to their base runs win-loss record. So they've underachieved by basically five wins so far this season because they've had so much difficulty in close games, in one-run games, in extra inning games, all of that. So yes, the Twins are a team that I've been trying to find spots to play on them. But at the same time, they haven't shown me yet that they're ready for that positive regression, ready to be the team that they're supposed to be. So I don't know what's going on with this team. I'm not entirely sure what the you know root cause of all these issues actually is. But they are a team that I would expect to get better here. I just don't know if you know I kind of want to try to get in front of that train or just kind of jump on that train as it starts going down the tracks. Yeah, and but there's no hero points for doing it too early, as as you suggest right there. You just want to see something out of them first. So let me go to awards markets, if I could, with you. Is there, you know, I was mentioning uh, the other day, I, I think I got the last four to one on, in town on, on Shohei winning the AL MVP. Um, I don't know what, you know, last night, maybe some velocity concerns. Now that Trout's not in the lineup, could be tougher for him uh, as a hitter. Uh, very much in doubt, all of these, because we're only a quarter of the way through the season. But is there a bet you would make in either MVP race, perhaps in a Cy Young race? Uh, what would you point folks to if they're if they're landing on this now? Yeah, I can't imagine you were too thrilled to see Otani's velocity drop last no. night. That certainly looks like a, a major concern for the Angels. Uh, the one that I would look at here, and, and this is not a homer pick, being a Cleveland guy and an Indians fan, but Jose Ramirez at 25 to one. I mean, he's having another monster season. It's not being talked about for whatever reason, but if the Indians make the playoffs, if they do make this push, I know that Shane Bieber and Zach Plesac and Aaron Savali will have a lot to do with it. And the fact that they might have the best back end of the bullpen in all of baseball, but Jose Ramirez is once again, carrying this team offensively. And he plays a very good defensive third base. He probably should have won the MVP last year. No offense to Jose Abreu, but Ramirez, you know, did have uh, some better metrics and some relevant categories as far as I'm concerned. But at 25 to one here with an Indians team that looks like it's going to hang around 
whether it's just on the strength of the pitching staff or because the offense gets better as they start calling up some guys here over the course of the summer, Jose Ramirez is just carrying this team, and the numbers are going to be there as long as he stays healthy. And I think at 25-1, to because we know that even though it shouldn't be, you know, a lot of times people vote based on this being a metric of team success as opposed to individual success. If the Indians can get into that second wild card spot or even the first wild card spot, Jose Ramirez is very much in that discussion. And I think 25 to 1 is is too big of a number right now on him. 25 to 1, as we're showing courtesy of BetMGM. Uh, the home run race, by the way, is a, com- a complete scrum uh, with Otani on top here at 14. And I'm not asking you to do more than speculate here, obviously, but you, what is your instinct? tell you from this scrum like is there a guy in there you're like i'd keep an eye on this guy you know i think it's obviously very difficult to expect otani to keep this pace up simply because he is a guy that you know winds up with a lot of injury concerns the one guy that i think i would take a really close look at here is vladimir guerrero jr because the blue jays have had great success all of a sudden changing his launch angle and we know he hits the ball very very violently makes a lot of hard contact but the nice thing is here He's starting to hit more fly balls, and he's also really cut down that strikeout rate. And that's one of the things that I look at when I look at the home run king coming into the season is you know, a lot of power hitters strike out a ton, and it just sort of comes with the territory. You kind of deal with it. They strike out a lot, and they walk a lot. The problem with that is you start taking away maybe 30, 35, even 40% of the plate appearances where it's going to be a strikeout or a walk. So they don't put a ball out there in play. They don't have the chance to hit a home run. Well, with Guerrero's strikeout rate under 15% right now, he is putting a lot of balls in play. He is doing so violently, as he always does, and also with that increased launch angle. So I think that's a kid in line for a very, very big summer. I wish he was staying down in Dunedin instead of going up to Buffalo, but that wasn't a bad hitter's park last season either. So I think Guerrero Jr. is a guy that you very much want to take a look at there for that home run king chase. Interesting. Those those props come up a little more sparsely, obviously, than MVP is listed, but that's something to keep in mind for folks. And then uh, lastly, before we get to your picks here, uh, is, there a, is there a futures play? Like if somebody, you know, was like, okay, well, maybe not for everything because I think the Dodgers and Yankees will still be there at the end or Dodgers and somebody will still be there at the end. But is there a division future, perhaps? Is there a team bubbling under in a specific division where you're like, okay, I could see this? Yeah, I mean, I still like Milwaukee. You know, I like Milwaukee coming into the season. I took a piece of them to win the World Series, not because I think they'll do it, but because I thought they'd win the Central Division and get me there to the playoffs with a, you know, 55, 50-55 to 1 price on the Brewers there. I still think this is a very good team. I mean, they've had plenty of injury issues here so far. Christian Yelich has been out. Uh, Corbin Burns has been out. And, you know, he was a little bit shaky last night. But they've got Woodruff. They've got Burns. They clearly have the back end of the bullpen with Hayter and Williams. So I think in the, the NL Central there, the Brewers are very much a team I'm looking at. Yeah, we're showing plus 125 for BetMGM. Uh, I, I wonder if you can get a better price on them elsewhere because uh, plus 125 doesn't sound so so awesome. But the, the sentiment is uh, certainly understood. Can you hang out five more minutes, Adam, because I want to get your plays of the day. Can you do that for us? Yeah, absolutely. Adam Burke, uh, kind enough to join us on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, his baseball picks of the day next right here at VEASAN.
Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. With basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. It's very simple. Downloading takes a few seconds. All the other stuff takes a few minutes, and you're ready to go. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Jeff Parlay sent this to me uh, last night, and uh, Jason (laughs) Jason has this as well. This is Irvin Magic Johnson's reaction to the uh, Lakers-Warriors game yesterday. It took LeBron's unbelievable three-point shot to beat Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors tonight, 103-100. to He's got to be trolling us at this point, isn't he? This can't be real. I don't know if he's in on the joke or not. By the way, uh, Mark Jackson, uh, when it was 103-100, to obviously the Warriors needed three. He, he goes, uh, 
He goes, I keep my eye on Curry right now. <laughs> really? Interesting. It's the insight that we're, we're here for. Uh, Adam Burke is with us at Skating Tripods. And again, um, where you can find him, let's, let's flash up his logo once again for people who uh, want to associate it with a visual. ATS Radio is um, where you can find him nowadays, ATS.io. You can find all that information on his Twitter at Skating Tripods. Adam, by the way, before we get your picks, what, what about these no-hitters? It's a sixth last night, a second in two nights. Spencer Turnbull of the Tigers the night before, Corey Kluber last night. And I was joking early on the show. I was like, I don't even know if you need to celebrate these anymore. Like, it's ridiculous. Has all of this made you like baseball more, or do you look kind of askance at it all now? Well, I guess the first thing about Corey Kluber is I can't believe this version of Corey Kluber threw a no-hitter. <laughs> right. I, mean, I, I got to watch the one for the Indians for so long. The Indians haven't had a no-hitter in 40 years. Uh, I don't know how. But then, of course, Kluber gets one for the Yankees last night. Uh, you know, honestly, one of the things that's really turned me off to baseball this season, and it, you know, it has had a direct impact on my handicapping, and it's been a tough year, is that the baseball changes every year. And one of the things that was so difficult is that a lot of teams planned for the baseball we've seen the last couple of years. Teams going more with that fly ball heavy offense, the launch angle upgrades, you know, all that kind of thing. And then now they put a baseball out there that doesn't carry. We're going to have the lowest batting average of all time. And it's not just the strikeouts. You know, Major League Baseball messing around with the baseball really changed things a lot. And it, it's actually kind of turned me off to the game, not because I hate seeing no hitters or pitchers duels, but just because we never know what we're going to get year in and year out. And it's very hard for teams to game plan. As somebody as analytically driven as I am, it's very frustrating. And I can only imagine what it's like for these front office executives. It's a great point because teams tailor to their own ballparks and you got to tailor to the ball. I mean, and you don't, if you don't know what's coming, uh, that's a huge thing to either benefit you or to be a detriment to you in any season. You're like, Oh man, I have a whole team set up for this. And now we got this. All right. Uh, we got two minutes here, Adam. What do you like today? Yeah, a few things I like for today here. I do like the Marlins. Sandy Alcantara on the mound going up against Vince Velasquez for the Phillies. Uh, Alcantara is a guy that grades really well in a lot of those contact metrics that I talked about earlier. Velasquez does not. And something else for Alcantara, and, and something you want to look at early in the season here with small sample sizes, he just gave up eight runs in an inning and a third to the Dodgers. That will blow up your ERA. That will skew a lot of numbers for you. So I think he's better than what his numbers currently show with that 406 ERA. So I like the Marlins tonight, low-scoring expectation with a total of eight, and they have the better bullpen in that game. I'll take a look at the Astros tonight. I'm not a big believer in what Cole Irvin is doing. The Astros, as we know, they're very well-equipped to hit left-handed pitching, and they do so very, very well. So I like the Astros go ahead and take that one there, where Irvin's a guy that you know was having a hard time even finding a home with the Phillies, let alone what he's done at the outset of this season for Oakland. So not that there's anything I hate about his stats, I just don't think that natural regression is coming for a guy like that. Houston seeing him for the third time as a lefty that they hadn't really seen before. So I do like that. And I do like Houston in that matchup. And then lastly, uh, looking first five under, I think, in the Texas and, and New York game here tonight. Love Dane Dunning. I was on him early on in the year. Very good for the first five for us early on. And also in terms of looking at totals. So I like him. I don't like the Rangers offense. And I think Domingo Herman as a guy with really good strikeout to walk rates. Uh, and, you know, the command problem should be lessened a little bit there with that ballpark in Arlington. So first five under in that Texas and New York game is the last one for me. What are you seeing as the as the number there? 
Oh, it looks like four is the number for that one. Okay. So Marlins, uh, Alcantara, at Velasquez, a uh, short, short number there, as well as a uh, short number with Houston. Houston, a little bit of a uh, um, minor favorite there at Oakland. Garcia against Irvin and the under in the Yankees, Texas, first five. Adam Burke uh, at Skating Tripods, ATS Radio. Adam, let's do it again soon, man. Enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Absolutely, Gil. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Adam Burke. Uh, get ATS radios where you can find him. We'll come back. We'll do these NBA props, stage of elimination props. Love these, as well as NBA exactas for the finals. It's next on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the Visa schedule don't uh, today, rather, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows, including Follow the Money and Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and Lombardi Line with Visa and Best Bets. Download the Beating the Book podcast with me, Gil Alexander, or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers with JVT, Long Shots with Brady and Wes, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all free and available now at visa.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Gil Alexander once again. Uh, Monday, tennis crushed. Tuesday, tennis crushed. Had some uh, dogs of near plus 250 hit on both of those days. Uh, the ones we gave out yesterday, which are still not completed, we don't really know the final deal on it, but it has not been going well to this point because all of our dogs got to a third set but then crapped out, or, or, they, or at least a couple of them did. But we have a couple more to go. We'll see. But we're taking it on the chin for yesterday's. A lot of weather, so none of these haven't completed yet. We're uh, one set apiece with Rekka Lukiani and the plus 234. The Tomova hasn't started yet, but it, it was a rough... Either way you slice it, not a good, uh, not good outcomes. The Schwartzman thing at top is was the killer. Um, so we'll see. But if we hit those last two dogs, then it's really water under the bridge mainly. Today, the only thing left because of all those delays, mentioned this earlier, Podoroska at minus 132 over Kanja. Rindernetch, we're taking a flyer on him, plus 369 against Sinner. Sinner's awesome. But we're taking that number because that number is ridiculous. And then a couple parlay legs, Rude and Bedosa. But that's really all that's left today because of all of the delays throughout all four tournaments in Europe. All right, NBA. We have a whole bunch of stuff here to get to. These are stage of elimination props. I actually openly wondered out loud on primetime action with Matt Brown, Danielle Avari, and Kelly Bidlin, would any book put these up? Bet MGM comes through. So at what point in the playoffs... Will these teams crap out? Let's do them real quick, one by one. I'm not sure if there's many a bet here, but we'll see. Boston Celtics, and you see what the story is. If they win the NBA championship, you can still get them at 80-1. to By the way, the biggest lesson in all of these stage of eliminations are that anybody making futures plays on teams like the Celtics, like the Knicks, like anybody but the usual suspects at the very top, you might as well wait till right before the playoffs. Because you could still get the Knicks to win it all at 100 to 1. You could still get the Celtics at 80 to 1. There's like absolutely no point in doing it before the regular season. Uh, but with the Celtics, is there a play there? They're not going to win the championship. They're not going to lose in the finals. They're not going to lose in the conference. No, they're going to lose in the first round. And I wouldn't bet that, obviously. Minus 1,100. They're not beating the Nets in a best of seven. Next, let's see here. Doop to do. Utah Jazz out west. These are just randomly being thrown at us. Uh, losing the first round, we still don't know their opponent. It's either the Warriors or the Grizzlies. 
losing the conference semis, losing the conference finals. There's just nothing. Would you take a flyer on Jazz losing the NBA finals at 6-1 to one or win the NBA championship at plus 750? Those are really the only two to consider there to me. And quite frankly, I wouldn't play either of those. Next, looking for something, Brooklyn Nets. Um, win the NBA championship plus 230, lose in the NBA finals plus 350. I, I still think that's the one on that board. Lose in the NBA finals at plus 350 is the only one I would consider. But again, that's not super sexy enough to play either. Certainly not mathematically viable either. Next, let's see if there's anything here. Clippers, win NBA championship 6-1 to one or lose in the NBA finals. I would bet both of those and then call it a day. Put a unit on each of those, because I think it's the Clippers and the Nets in the finals. So for me, that's how I would play it. I'd put a unit on win the championship and a unit on lose in the NBA finals. Both of those 6-1, to one, there's my first bets that I like. Next. Okay, the Mavericks. Yeah, I don't think they're getting by the Clippers. So I wouldn't, I mean, but I wouldn't lay the minus 400. Next. <laughs> that was quick. Let's go through all these. are interesting. Do we have more? Oh, okay, the Knicks. Well, they're playing the Hawks. It's very closely lined. That's what's reflected here. They either beat them or they don't. And if they do, they're going to get beat the next round, I would imagine, by what's probably the Sixers, although the Sixers' opponent has not been determined. We don't know if it's the Wizards or uh, the Pacers yet. So there's not really a bet there. They're not getting to the finals. So no bet there. So far, it's the Clippers' finals and losing the finals that I like the best. Same thing with the Hawks that applies to the Knicks. Again, whether they win or lose the first-round series against the Knicks, they're not going to the finals of the Eastern Conference, so no bet there. Next. These are easy to do. All right, the Bucks. Uh, would you take a flyer on them to lose in the first round at plus 225 to the Miami Heat? Most people on this network don't believe that's a possibility. Um, if anything, there might be you might look at these markets as an alternative to playing... Well, you would, you would imagine BetMGM has these numbers um, aligned, but maybe there's maybe this is a better number than something you would get, say, on the Heat at a different book. So I would use this for that if that makes any sense. But I don't I don't think the Bucks are getting far in those numbers. Let's put it this way: I don't think they're getting to the NBA Finals, so there's no bet there. I'm not betting anything in the two dollar range before that. So again, so far just the Clippers, Heat. Losing the first round is minus 275 at BetMGM. Losing the conference semis, if you think they get by the heat, even that's not enough for me, plus 240. Do you think they could get all the way to the finals of the conference yet again this year? Got all the way to the NBA finals last year. I do not. It's not the same heat team, so there's no bet for me here. Again, losing the first round, minus 275. Losing the conference semis was also uh, plus two, a little north of $2. Here's the Sixers. Now, I think in all of this, the Sixers is the team that we have most neglected. I think, well, everybody's talking about the Nets and the Lakers and the Clippers and maybe even the Suns and the Jazz. The Sixers are the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, and I don't think we talk about them enough. So I'm going to say that lose in the NBA Finals at 5-1, to one, if you think they can beat Brooklyn, that might be next to the two Clippers bets I talked about at 6-1, to one, to win it all or lose in the finals, I think lose in the NBA finals, Sixers at 5-1, to one, is probably the next best thing I've seen here. Just my opinion. But that's all, that's all I got with those. Now, who will reach the final? These are exactas at BetMGM. I just mentioned earlier, I think it's the Nets and the Clippers. I could get plus 650 for that. I'd rather be safer 
and just do my Clippers thing before losing the finals, win it all, unit on each. Plus 650, though. I don't know. I might, uh, that, that's where I gravitate towards. Everything else to me, I just don't see it. I don't see the Jazz or the Suns getting there. I'm not bullish on the Lakers. So for me, it's all the Clippers options, and I'm not going to get too cute with it. To me, it's Nets and Clippers. But Nets and Lakers is the short shot at plus 400. Nets Clippers plus 650. Nets Jazz plus 650. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Everybody else double digits. Bucks Jazz 20 to 1. I'm sure there's more of these. Like Wizards Grizzlies. What's that? Oh, they keep going. Keep going. Is there another sheet or is that the last sheet? All right, do, do the next couple. I want to see what the long shot is. We'll do it after the break. We'll find out what the longest shot of all these exactos are. Apparently, we can't flip the screen quick enough. We'll come back. We'll find that out. And Andy McNeil with his hockey plays of the day, and he does have one for sure. Coming back on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it off? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $100. That's $100. If you place a $1 wager on any golfer to win the PGA tournament, that is, and any golfer makes a birdie during the tournament, regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use bonus code VSIN100 when you place your first bet to take advantage of the offer. New customer offer, paid in free bets. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800 800- 889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Once again, that's win $100 if you place a $1 wager on any golfer to win the PGA and any golfer makes a birdie during the tournament. Sounds simple enough. Um, okay. Let's update the uh, golf as a matter of fact. PGA Championship right now going on. Kiowa Island, South Carolina, first round. Still very early on the ocean course. Uh, Cameron Tringale remains a co-leader, three under through 12. Matt Jones is also up there with him, the Aussie, at three under through 12. And EVR, Eric Van Royen, the South African, three under through five, early going uh, for him at Kiowa Island. He is scorching through the first five holes at three under. Those three guys, pardon me, those three guys are tied. And then a slew, a bevy of golfers, one stroke back, uh, at two under, including, once again, Paul Casey at two under, Ricky Fowler. There's Ricky Fowler at two under. Uh, Keegan Bradley, I know a whole bunch of folks had Keegan Bradley at two under. And there's the only bet I made, Victor Hovland. He's one back now at two under through seven. I think this is Hovland's tournament. I think this is Hovland's tournament. By the way, Colin Morikawa, who won the PGA at Harding Park in San Francisco last year, uh, he's two under through six, one stroke back. So a a star-studded leaderboard, uh, but there's other stars who are uh, still bubbling under that have uh, something to say about this tournament. Xander Shoffley, just to go through some of the big names, Xander Shoffley even through seven, Tyrrell Hatton even through ten in the early going, Rory even through seven, Brooks Kepka, who you could have gotten at 50-1 uh, to one preflop, he's even through seven, Hideki Matsuyama, the Masters champ, even through six. Um, so again, early going, Oh, DeShambo. What happened to DeShambo? He was uh, two under through three. I'll tell you what happened to him. He bogeyed 13, he bogeyed 14, and he bogeyed 15. He's playing the back nine first. So that's what happened to him, and now he's one over. Turn of events for Bryson DeShambo early on in this PGA Championship, which used to be the last major of the year uh, on the golf tour, but as of uh, these last couple years, they changed the schedule around and PGA now wedged in between the Masters and the U.S. Open. Let's talk some hockey. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, from Edmonton, Alberta, at Digital Gambler, as the Canadian flag waves through. It's Andy McNeil. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm good. Your latest piece here at Point Spread Weekly, Bruins, Canes, Avalanche, look strong and early going. Uh, how dare you include the Bruins in that, by the way. Bruins get it done against the Capitals. Third straight overtime game in that series. They take a two to one yeah. lead. Oh, the Caps goaltending. What'd you what do you think? Uh, he was he was fantastic. He was. Uh, he was the only reason that 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 game was extended to double overtime. I mean, it was all Boston in the first overtime period. I, I was you know I, 
it was at the point where I was just expecting the worst because that's usually how it goes when a team punches themselves out for 18 minutes and the capture poured it on at the end of that first overtime. But uh, yeah, one one gaff uh, behind the net, a little bit of a miscommunication. One gaff. Um, I'm guessing. I'm I'm guessing he was, you know, Samsonov uh, was was just mentally exhausted after coming off the COVID list, and you know, you're playing not only a, a full regulation uh, game, but uh, all of the extra time as well. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough way to end your uh, really good performance and uh, in your first ever NHL playoff game. It, it was so brutal because uh, he was so great. Uh, to end it that way. And I just sort of, I, I you know, I'm just like talking out loud now as, as a lifelong Capitals fan. And as I observe like Vegas Golden Knights fans, forgive me if I've, if I've done this before, but I, I'm always, it, it always, I always look at them sort of, and I, I smile because I'm like, they, they went to the Stanley Cup finals their very first year. And obviously they, <laughs> they lost to the Caps in, the, in that final. But for franchises like the Caps who waited 44 years to win it all, right? And and then you have like a reminder again this this year of okay this is yeah this is how it was every other year right that the <laughs> heartbreak of these playoff losses how crushing they are and I just look at the Vegas Golden Knights fan base and I'm like you're not a fan base yet till you have heartbreak you're just not you think you are but you're not this is what the norm is for certain franchises. Um, Maybe Vegas will somehow avoid that. The, through the loss to uh, the San Jose Sharks a, a oh, couple of yes. years back was yes. a, that was that was a bit of a heartbreak for sure. <laughs> I in fact did bring that up at the time. I was like, in fact, I said that at the time. I was like, oh, now you're a real fan base. So maybe yeah. Now, right. now yeah. you now you've been uh, you've been initiated. <laughs> By the way, I thought about that play when LeBron. I know you you may not have watched the basketball game last night, but there was a a big foul late in that game. Draymond Green took down LeBron James. It was really the fall how LeBron landed that was more dramatic than the actual foul. And I thought to myself, I was like, don't call this a flagrant. Do not officiate the result of his fall like in that San Jose Vegas Golden Knights game with Pavelski a few years ago. I was like, because that's that's the standard of that kind of officiating. And thankfully they didn't. The Lakers won it fair and square. I'm just glad they didn't. But I, I thought about that play last night during the Lakers-Warriors game. Um, that's uh, sort of a good segue into what we talked about last night and as far as a, a play a path to victory for the St. Louis Blues. Um, and I kind of mentioned it. I'm not sure if I did on your show or not uh, prior to the series, but um, you know, one of the things that w- I was concerned about with the Avalanche was whether or not players like Nazim Kadri uh, could could you know play with it, uh, play on the line without without stepping over it. Uh, and he laid one of the the most brutal headshot hits uh, last night uh, to Justin Falk, and then it almost cost them the game. Yeah, uh, you know, and and uh, and he, he's going to probably be suspended for the entire round i would say if not longer uh you know he's got a history obviously um and uh just a, a total careless play i mean it was it was brutal to see uh falk laying on the ice the lights were on but nobody was home uh you know he, he was he was knocked out well when the blues scored that second goal after that i was like oh this is gonna rally them and uh no not so much as it turned out in the end no but yeah but, i mean you know i you know that that's that's those are the types of things that I'm talking about, and mm-hmm. and you know they're they're rare occurrences, but hey, they can happen, and and they can really open a game up for a team that that shouldn't be in a game. Can we flash up those adjusted series prices once again, Jason? If you could, uh, so obviously uh, Kane's up two to nothing, uh, Lanch up two to nothing. You see the big uh, the big huge inflated lines on them uh, up two to nothing. Tampa Bay, same thing, although they're at nine dollars as opposed to double digit dollars. Um, 
Is there anything on the series prices, the adjusted series prices, that would interest you here? Uh, there really isn't. I mean, I, there was after the, the first game or the series openers, there were there were a couple of instances where I thought, you know, there was still some value on the Bruins, uh, maybe on the Wild, um, you know, but but with the Wild uh, going or having the series tied, heading back to Minnesota here, and, and I'm holding two to one on them to win the series, I'm not going to, to jump in now. I, I wouldn't recommend that anybody uh, would either, but, uh, you know, since we're we're talking or since I'm talking about that game, uh, I think it's pretty incredible the shift we've seen in the price here. Uh, you know, they, they closed what plus 50 on the road in Vegas, uh, and and now are you know minus 105 plus 100 at home here. And I know the Wild have been great at home, and I, I do have this game you know closer to a coin flip, and and I was a lot closer to uh, to um, 55 percent than than 60 percent uh, in in the last game um, here. But you know, I, I won't be betting the Wild at, at this price. I won't be betting the Vegas Golden Knights either. I think this is you know a pretty sharp price, but I'm just surprised to see the market. Uh, you know, shift so much because um, because you know there was a, a big a big push towards the Vegas Golden Knights in the last game. But the Wild, uh, I believe, played like they were the you know the minus one seventy favorite uh, throughout much of that game and throughout much of this season series here. And I, I'm pretty confident that that you know this one is is a very close matchup. That's the fourth of four games tonight on the NHL uh, on the Stanley Cup playoffs card. Uh, the other three, Florida at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay up two to nothing, as we mentioned. Pittsburgh and the Islanders knotted up at one game apiece. And then Montreal and Toronto, the first time in 42 years where those two teams are playing in the postseason with Toronto a $2 favorite. Anything you like in those three? Yeah, I'm on the Tampa Bay Lightning at minus 140 or better. Uh, that's a pretty hard cutoff for me. Um, and then that's pretty much, I think that's widely available and anybody should be able to play that at that price, uh, not have to uh, reach very much. Um, but, uh, you know, I haven't seen anything throughout the first couple of games that, uh, would, would lead me to believe that the Panthers have any bigger of a matchup advantage than I thought they did heading in. Um, you know, they're, they're a good team and they've controlled a fair bit of the play, but the lightning, uh, are, are just, you know, forcing so many odd man rushes and, and creating so many chances. And, and they're just so dangerous with a, a full lineup now, um, that, that I, I really like them here. I think this one should be closer to minus 150. Um, as far as the series goes, I think, you know, they win it 90% of the time. Um, so, uh, around what minus 1000, uh, as a, as a fair price for this series. Um, one thing I'll be looking forward to tonight is just to, or I guess not looking forward to is the Montreal and Toronto game after last night's game in, in Edmonton here. Um, man, it was, they, they could not manufacture the same level of intensity, the same, you know, uh, energy that, that the other playoff games had with really with true. Building. Yeah. And, and I think it was, it was, you know, never more evident than it was last night. I became I've become pretty used to, you know, hockey with no fans uh, and, you know, having them back in the buildings and then that crazy playoff atmosphere. I think there's a, you know, a very palpable uh, difference uh, between the, the, the two division or the, the three divisions and uh, what we have here in Canada. So um, it'll be interesting to see if, if Montreal or Toronto can, you know, manufacture any of that uh, energy. And maybe that, that does, you know, um, help out the underdog a little bit. By the way, as we go out, Winnipeg did beat Edmonton in game one of their series yesterday, four to one. No no adjusted series on price on, on Edmonton for you? You're not biting on that either? No, I think it's fair. Okay. All right. Andy McNeil, everybody. Uh, the play tonight is the Tampa Bay Lightning, and minus 140s are, as he said, still widely available. That's the first of the four games tonight, 630 Eastern, a little early start, 330 Pacific. Thank you, Andy. We'll talk to you soon. 
and if we anybody a digital camera from his lair in Edmonton, Alberta. We'll come back unscripted with the crack man, as is the case each and every Thursday second hour right here on the Numbers Game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.